Hey, welcome back to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge, where I have with me Taylor from Wrestling with Fio Farah, which is a really cool wrestling show that's happening on May 10th, so thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. Now, I'm going to give everybody a fair warning, because I'm assuming, and I'm going to take a bit of a risk here, and Taylor's here because he's going to explain some stuff, but I don't know if anybody knows what Fio Farah is, so I think that's a really good place to start, because I don't know what it is. And I just recently found out, legitly 10 minutes ago, so I'm assuming my audience doesn't know, so I think that's a really good place to start. What is Theo Farah, and what does it deal with exactly? So, thanks for asking, and that question alone was the catalyst to making the event really at all. Theo para is short for pheochromocytoma and paraganglioma, and they are a pair of rare neuroendocrine tumors that can occur in people spontaneously. They can also be born out of a genetic mutation, and some are benign, but some also metastasize and become cancerous. The reason I'm involved at all is because in 2014, I got diagnosed with paraganglioma that had metastasized. I found a six-centimeter tumor had consumed my carotid artery on my right side of my neck and they had to split me down the face open me up barn door style and they removed my whole carotid artery on the right side of my neck and then i healed up from that the following january i had open heart surgery to take another one out from behind my heart and then i healed up from that and then the following summer i had radiation for another one that had popped up at the base of my skull and so that one is stable now we're just monitoring it once a year and that whole thing kind of knocked me on my butt for a solid two and a half three years luckily I'm on the total opposite side of it now. I'm in the best physical and mental shape of my life, feeling great, career's growing great, I got time on my hands, and last year, the Theopara Alliance, which is the nonprofit that this event is benefiting, they invited me to join the board, and one of the first things we talked about was my fundraising ideas, and I've been a wrestling fan since I was like two years old, so any opportunity I've ever had to include wrestling in any sort of project, I'll just be like, what about a wrestling this or a wrestling that? So I was like what about a wrestling event and we do it to really help put over the name like building real awareness because i was diagnosed at like 24 but people don't usually find them until they're in like their 60s or 70s they go undiagnosed all the time i was presenting with symptoms just like really intense anxiety i was having crippling panic attacks and my doctors were all like you know you're a 20 year old dude you work in entertainment you're going to be stressed here's xanax and that was it nobody ordered like a c scan nobody did an mri or an ultrasound and five years later i only noticed the one in my neck because it was so big that like in photos of me i didn't even have a jawline anymore because my neck had just kind of filled out so the bare bones of it is like really just trying to build real awareness so people can be their own advocate and be inspired to go to the doctor if they're not feeling well so now you're on the board of this nonprofit. A lot of research gets done in Bethesda, which is close to D.C., just to give an idea for people. What were they thinking? Because that's kind of out of the box when you say, hey, let's have a wrestling event versus the traditional $150, $200 fundraising mm-hmm. events that we typically see with these charities. They were caught off guard, for sure. You know, I think coming in. Luckily, my background is I've worked in and around wrestling for about a decade. I've also worked in film and TV, and I've also worked in music. And so I told them I'd be pitching either an animation festival or a concert or a wrestling event. And the initial feedback was they seemed the most kind of 
curious about the wrestling event. And so I put together a really detailed PDF proposal breaking down you know, what I expect to bring revenue wise, but also the audience that I could bring eyes to the disease. And they were further interested. And it's been the last like four months worth of legwork and quotes and putting down all the logistics. And luckily with my background and I've run a few animation festivals and booked a few tours and I've pulled off events and they were able to see that I actually do know what I'm talking about. It's very much my world that's not their world so they're like okay like we believe in you and you seem to know what you're talking about so like go knock it out of the park and luckily they gave me a budget and their approval and i've just been hitting the ground running trying to spread the word and make magic happen and let's start talking about it because it's an interesting card it's an interesting (laughs) venue i don't know how many people know that dc is a really hot market for wrestling just to give a little background on that prime time is here which we're going to talk about there was another fight club one fight attack club that just crowned trisadora as their champion AEW just had their first show here flying v is pretty close by so what was really it like getting in contact with prime time a lot of their wrestlers are going to be at this show and working with them yeah yeah, so I reached out to them because they know what they're doing. They've had like every show that they've run since 2019 is selling out weeks in advance. And it's been incredible to watch as a fan. And so I reached out to them and pitched the idea. And Mr. Gator from Primetime Pro has been receptive from day one and totally on board and answering all of my emails because I live in Atlanta. I'll be in town that whole weekend for the event. But he's already done so much of the legwork to get all the licensing and the permits and all the stuff to make our successful program wrestling event work in dc at all with the combat sports commission and all of the non-glamorous fun parts of the wrestling business so him and lola have been nothing but absolutely supportive and great partners to have and so they're going to be providing and helping me with ring rentals and pipe and drape and bringing in the chairs and like you mentioned primetime pro wrestling's roster is filling out just about half of the card and the other half i was hoping to bring in talent that maybe hasn't been in dc in a while if ever and put on what i feel are like some real high quality dream matches that i'm really excited about we're going to divide this into two questions because i think it's really worthwhile talking about so a lot of the primetime talent is well known outside of primetime and a few of them like faye jackson is going to be there effie who people love Mm -hmm. is gaining a lot of attention savage gentleman lady frost trisha door as well is on that roster and those are only a few in electric eel o'neill as well and i believe jordan blade is joining him so Mm -hmm. what is it like because these people have been gaining massive attention partially due to IWTV and other promotions. So what is that like that you're getting some of the best talent, in my opinion, in the world to be at this show that it was your concept and your baby that you brought? I'm thrilled, man. I'm so psyched, especially because I started the initial emails back in like last October. Even I think it was just like last month, there was that clip of Lady Frost and Victor Benjamin doing some sweet Hurricane Rana double team spot from the X Division type match that Primetime did last month. And that was just like blowing up my social feed. And I'm like, I've had them booked for months, you know, and it's been surreal. I've had this card in a Google Doc that's been like kind of floating as people become available and unavailable. And to see the people that I've ended up with and to have kind of had the foresight for it months ago and it's reinforcing all of my hopes because everyone that's on board is doing amazing things and so many of them have stuff between now and then and mania weekend and there's so much crazy stuff and like Faye and the sweatpants battle royal which is breaking twitter and like it's really cool and i'm not sure when 
when this interview will drop, but this coming week, I'm rolling out the rest of the roster, and it's just gnarly, man. There's some real big stuff coming that I'm really pumped about. And so what is that like for you? Because you've been holding your tongue on a lot of this stuff, and... 2020 in wrestling has been amazing so far, both on the big guys, for lack of a better word, and the indies. And you've been holding this card for a while. So what is that like? Knowing you got the aces up your sleeve and then the full house is coming, if we're using a poker analogy here. It's taken a lot of patience and it's exciting. So many of my friends are also obviously into wrestling or either work in the business or just fans. And nobody knows, other than Gator, nobody knows the card. Nobody knows the matches. I think maybe only one or two of the talent even know who they're working. So I've just started prepping all the matchup graphics, which will be rolling out starting next week. I'll be doing about two a week or so. And for the event to be so near and dear to my heart, right, for the cause itself and to know that the nonprofit profits giving me an opportunity and to know that primetime pro wrestling has put their trust in me and to be working with hook hall the venue and it's going to be streaming live on fight tv and i've got a lot of people putting their faith in me i would not be doing it unless i knew i was going to deliver something special for wrestling fans and for the medical community and for dc as a market and hopefully to the international audience on fight tv i've put together a card of legit dream matches lots of first time matches and i can't wait to watch it to half months from now and that's only half the card is going to be supplied by prime time and a few names have been announced and there are a few big names gpa is coming Mm -hmm. and gpa is one of the most underrated guys out there absolutely he's incredible he might not be liked but he's underrated (laughs) by far yeah and then he's not meant to be liked but that's not the point here and then you have somebody like warhorse who is just on fire and the guy is i hate to use the term but he is a workhorse and he sure as hell's a warhorse and then jordan grace who's gaining a lot of attention in the last two weeks because she just beat Havoc as well as she beat Taya. And she's a national superstar in many ways. And it's also extremely underrated for what she does. So what was that like getting them involved? Because those are three massive names that carry a lot of weight, much like Effie does in the wrestling industry right now. It's been really awesome, honestly. I mean, I started training to wrestle back in 2006. And since then have done a lot of like video and editing and design production help for hand full of promotions so i've been around wrestling for a bit so i guess still get a little starry-eyed with certain talent but in general like it's been incredible to work with a lot of these people now as my first time doing it as a promoter and being able to conduct business with them and just to see who's like stepped up and been psyched to be on board and just little things like being responsive with emails or sending me promo pictures and it's just been great as a professional experience i'm looking forward to taking care of them too you know because we're going to be flying in a handful of talent and a lot of them are going to be driving in and we've got for all the people that are traveling the nonprofit profit Para alliance we're working with the nearby hyatt hotel so i'm just really looking forward to taking good care of all the talent making sure they're transported and housed properly and fed and going through the dc combat sports commission they've all also got to be licensed and get physicals and blood work and i've seen the whole kind of gambit of what working independent pro wrestling looks like and i've waited outside a venue till 2 a.m just to get a payday and the whole we'll get you next time thing and you know with all these people that are putting their trust in me i'm really excited to just do right by them and hopefully give them the best experience they can have and hopefully for a lot of them they'll be returning to dc hopefully i can lay some seeds to help make that happen 
And speaking about laying seeds, and it's a little bit outside the DC market, but it is on Fight TV, and you can order it on Fight TV. So how did that get negotiated, and what does that mean for you? Because I know that seeing it in person is the most ideal thing, but that's a whole nother market, and it can be a larger market in many ways. That was one thing that I talked with the nonprofit a lot about because they weren't sure, especially, I guess, not coming from wrestling or entertainment much. When we were looking at expenses and projected revenue, trying to figure out, is it going to be worth it to also stream it? Because at the end of the day, we're focused on raising awareness and also raising funds for help with patients, help fund research, and actually put this money to real good work. So combing through the budget very thoroughly, like all of this stuff's highly considered. So when we're looking at every line item, like, do we really need to do the stream i was like we absolutely have to do the stream because one that inherently just brings so much more value to the event overall i feel like for everyone to know even the fans to know that this is being produced and streamed live hopefully to a big audience around the world it just makes the night feel that much more special and gets more eyes on the product and it seems like a no-brainer in 2020 it's almost like if there's no video or stream of it like it didn't even really happen so especially with the matches that i've got planned people are going to want to see these matches so it's been pretty incredible in general with the whole event even chatting with you it's just like you just like dm somebody or you email somebody and you're like hey i'm doing this thing you want to be involved and sometimes it's just like crickets and they ghost you but then the people you don't even expect are like yeah that sounds great i'm like oh okay awesome it was really just started with i emailed michael weber who's the coo of fight and i had met him a few years ago at dallas when mania was in dallas i was out there shooting video with wrestlezone.com and we had done a little coverage of jim ross did a live event and he was promoting fight just like a handshake back then but use that as a way to break the ice and said hey i'm doing this thing for rare tumors and i'm personally affected by it and i'm looking to just spread the word and he was on board from day one and he put me in touch with our production team who's going to be the same video team that produced and shot and did everything for nwa 70 so we're going to have really great video coverage my background is in film and animation so i'll be doing all the lower thirds and all the flash graphics to look sweet and then one thing I was nervous about was all the major DC lighting vendors were quoting me super high and I was just going to have to cut any sort of lighting, which sucked. But I was following Wrestling Calendar on Twitter, which is an amazing service if you haven't heard of Wrestling Calendar. I'm putting together like a whole searchable database of wrestling shows and just like randomly in Twitter, I feel like a like or a reply from this lighting guy called Ray's Lighting, R-A-Z-E. And I think he's based out of Jersey or New York, somewhere up there. But on a whim, hit him up on Facebook and asked if he'd be willing to take the drive down to D.C., which is not an easy drive. And he was like to be on board. And I accepted that I might not have lighting. So the budget kind of shifted. And so I went back around, recrunched some numbers, made some room. So now we're going to be having him lighting the event. And it's going to look fantastic. We're going to have a great video production team. It's going to be going on the fight. Hook Hall, the venue is beautiful. The brand new open, high ceiling, almost like industrial factory look. It's going to look fantastic, man. I can't wait. I think that sells it. So where can people get tickets for it? Where can people order it? How can people get involved? So it's at WrestleFioPara on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And WrestlingWithFioPara.com. And that'll have your buy ticket link right up top. And then right next to it's a button that'll take you to fight listing for it. You can also just go to Fight TV on your Apple TV or whatever hardware device you're going to use for it. And search Fiopara. And surprisingly, it's the only wrestling event on there called Fiopara. So it should pop right up. And that's P-H-E-O-P-A-R-A. 
And is there any other social media links that people should be looking out for, be hashtagging to get it going? I think in general, any likes and retweets are huge at this point because I just crossed over 100 followers on all of the platforms. So now I'm, I'm getting more insight to analytics and all that baloney. But every weekday for the rest of this week, I'll be announcing the rest of the talent, culminating with arguably one of the biggest names a week from today, next Monday, on March 2nd. And then from there on out, it's going to be match announcements about two a week. Keep an eye out for the official poster dropping and then hopefully just supplementing it with promos. And one little tidbit I'll share with you now, I haven't mentioned to anybody, is at the event for the people in attendance, right after doors open and then during the intermission, we'll be running a raffle. And one of the prizes at the end of the night, we're going to pull raffle tickets for the canvas from the event itself. So I know for me as a wrestling fan, I would love to have a ring used canvas with all of these incredible talent pretty unique piece of memorabilia so that'll be one and hopefully i'll get some wrestlers to donate some other stuff anything we can do is to help raise money for the cause it's real i'm on the board for the nonprofit, and it's all legit most of us on there are patients or family members of patients and we've all been deeply affected by this disease and really trying to do like proper good by all these people and in the meantime also put on a hall of a wrestling show so every bit helps as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcast. And while you wait for next week's episode, you can check us out at popanimecomics.com for articles relating to anime comics and pop culture, as well as give us a follow on Twitter at popanimecomics, like my Facebook page, Pop Anime Comics, like Taylor's Facebook page, and Theo Para's Facebook page, and follow them on Twitter while you're at it, because if you're going to follow me, you should follow them. And until next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.